Boop! Happy Tuesday! Today is Tuesday, October 12, 2021. Today's daily Bible readings come to us from Psalm 39, Job 28, 12 through 29, verse 10, Revelation 8, 1 through 5, or you could have read Psalm 26, Obadiah 1, 10 through 16, and then end again with Revelation 8, 1 through 5. Um, anyway, I'm going to look at Revelation 8, 1 through 5, and um, talk about the fact that Revelation, the book of Revelation, is not so mysterious. Um, people, my experience as a pastor is that people kind of have a love-hate relationship with the book of Revelation. They're really intrigued by it. Um, and notice also I said, uh, I said just one revelation. It's not the book of Revelations. It's the book of Revelation. That's a little pet peeve of mine. Um, anyway, people have this love-hate relationship with this book because it's um, it's really intriguing, um, but it's also kind of like you know mysterious. Uh, but it's really you know hard to understand and just uses a lot of kind of goofy language. The language and the imagery is you know like a bit unusual to say the least. Um, so you know anyone who takes it up might uh, be easily by it um and then you know kind of uh it ends up getting relegated like i said to this land of mystery it's like oh it's this book that we should all read but we don't know what the heck it's talking about and so we'll just put it over there and you know maybe we'll you know figure it out one day um there are a lot of teachers uh and preachers that take advantage of this by offering you know books and seminars matter of fact i i just got i didn't even realize this was I realized it, but I had forgotten that this was actually on the text this week, and I got a call earlier in the week of somebody um, wanting to invite me to a, their special seminar. Uh, you know, it was a marketing call, actually. So they wanted me to come to their special seminar where they would reveal to me all the truth and revelation in the end times. Um, you know, they, they all promise... You know, for a fee, of course, that uh, they're going to reveal the mysterious, this mysterious book of the Bible, um, so that you too can know the truth, um, so that you too can know the future. And the problem is, it's not really a book about the future, at least not the way you're thinking of it. You know, um, the it's uh, here's the deal: most of these teachers, uh, they present such a tangled web of just falsehoods and connections. Based primarily on faulty presuppositions about the text itself and its origins, uh, that you literally need a roadmap to discern what they're talking about. That's that's and that's not helpful. So, if that's not true, if that's not helpful, like what what do you need to know about this book, about the Book of Revelation, uh, in order to read it? Um, you know, you don't need some, some to have it decoded for you. Um, secret. I'll make sure nobody else is listening, because I'm going to let you just you in on this. Uh, the secret uh, to reading the book of Revelation um, is to actually read the Bible first. And then, shocker, actually read the whole book of Revelation. That's one of the things that I usually notice, too, is people come to me with questions... And they, they have texts, they have like pieces of the book of Revelation that they've like jerked out, but they've not actually read the whole book of Revelation, so they have things that are out of context within the book, and then they take a 
course, that means it's out of context within the whole Bible. And so, of course, you have a hard time understanding it because it's not where it's supposed to be. Uh, so, <laughs> first, read the whole Bible. Secondly, you know, preferably before you get to the book of Revelation. It's kind of laid out in an order. Um, then, actually read the entire book of Revelation uh, before you start even trying to make judgments about it. Read it a couple of times. Just read it. Make yourself familiar with the language. Um, yeah, I, I know it's not a very exciting revelation about the book of Revelation, is it? Um, there weren't even any essential oils involved in it, so, you know, it can't be true. But, uh, you know, the thing is, when you actually read the Bible, you notice that there is uh, there's certain imagery that kind of gets used over and over again. It gets referenced time and time again. Like, for instance, what we see here today, the tabernacle and temple worship. And that's the image that's going on here. It's it's the image of the hev like the worship that's going on in the heavenlies before the throne of God. So, you know, on earth, in the tabernacle, in the temple, you would have had the Ark of the Covenant. But in the heavenlies, it's actually God's upon his throne. And everything happens before him. So, and here in this section, we've got an angel who's acting exactly like the priest would have in the temple or the tabernacle in Jerusalem. He would have, t he, he takes a handful of incense and then places it on the altar of incense. This is, this is what they, they would do. They would have, they would take coals from the altar, they would put it in the censer, and then they would take incense, like a, a big handful of it, and then they would put it in there and it would, I don't know if you've ever seen what happens when you really burn incense, not those like little cones, but like real incense, like real frankincense, real myrrh. You put it on the hot coal and it's this cloud of perfume comes up. Well, in the temple in Jerusalem or at the tabernacle, that's when, that was like the signal that everybody would offer up their prayers, and, you know, because the idea is your prayers get carried up into God's presence on the incense. So here in the heavenlies, this angel acting like a priest is taking the incense, putting it on these hot coals, and then all the saints around the throne are lifting up their prayers to God. Um, and then here's the deal. What happens next is in response to their prayers, because the burning, flaming, hot contents of this um, incense burner get poured out upon the face of the earth in judgment. So it's not really anything that mysterious about this text. If you understand that the imagery that's being used in this book is a lot of it revolves around the temple. So, but how do you know that? If you haven't read the Old Testament and you haven't paid attention to what's going on in the New Testament, like especially in the Gospels, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, that's the DBR for today. Get out, enjoy the day, and we'll be back tomorrow. See you later. Boop. Thank you.